Russell's Reserve, aged 10 year. Hello, Kyle's Cask. Once again, back at it again, crossing broadcast. On a Monday evening, we're alive. Uh, well, we're, hopefully we're always alive when we're doing this. We're, we're maybe not. We're wide awake because we're doing it in the evening. It's weird to see a PM on the computer while we're doing this. I just want to say really quick, I know, I know that people get upset when this thing isn't like regular all the time. And, and that's fine. Like, I get it. Um, we, we like took heat and it feels like I end up taking a lot of the heat when this thing doesn't come out, like at, at the time that people expect, can you we take it more personally? That's, no, that's not that. I mean, you get a lot of tweets. I don't get as many. So when I get them, I just kind of feel like it, you know, it's a thing. Um, can I just ask people very, very nicely, just, just calm down, calm down a little bit. So when this show doesn't come out, you know, in, in the, uh, the crack of dawn, it's okay. There's probably a reason. And it's not something that like we set out to, you know, screw people over on this. Like it's fine. It's Kyle hits news. Is that the reason? It's Kyle hits news. And like, these are things that we deal with. All right. Like this is, this is the, uh, the world in which we live. And so like people like ECVD who go on to iTunes reviews and seriously, I don't know who ECVD is, but this person, like this is the kind of person that, that gets me angry. They go back into iTunes and they consistently go back and like edit their review. I've watched this person go from a five-star review to three to one, to back to three, down to one again, then to five, and now it's back down to a one. And it's not that I care all that much, but it's like, you know, it's one thing when you tweet at people, but like, what are you doing that you go in and make like five different reviews where like you keep updating it as if like we're supposed to read it and react to it. And I don't get it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Somebody else commented recently that they couldn't get past... The uh, three minutes of chewing and lip smacking. I don't know what that's about. Anyway, look, as I said to somebody on Twitter. That's, that's when, my coffee. That's most likely still my, my yeah, early morning is. coffee. Yeah. When we started this show a, a year ago, it, it, was, it was you and Adam and me. It was a different show. Shows evolve. Shows change. People change. Their schedules change. And I think like the expectation with this show for the most part, kind of has to change a little bit with it, right? Like things things have changed. We've rolled out an entire network of podcasts. We rolled out five, I think, or maybe six new episodes of shows last week. So like if this one doesn't come out when you expect it to, I'm sorry. We're not trying to be awful. There are other shows on the network that if you haven't listened to them yet, that's content to hold you over until you get to hear the dulcet tones of Kyle Scott and my nasally voice, you know, coming like you know, in, in the morning or in the evening or whenever you listen to it. So, you know, this actually sounds a lot more confrontational than I wanted it to. Yeah, it, I, but, I was, I was going to stop you there before but, people wanted to punch you in the face. Which is I fine. Think it, what it, you, happens, it happens anyway. Yeah, but like, I, I, I know what you were talking Russ loves every single listener. Seriously, he would marry I do. every single listener. So don't send hate mail at Russ. I think he just takes your tweets way more personally than I do. Uh, and perhaps that's because I've been getting... The, nasty tweets for uh, almost a decade and it, be- it begins to they just begin to glaze over your skin um it's, it's frustrating no look i I, t- I actually let me let me say something. i, I okay. actually take it as a good sign when someone says hey where the hell is the podcast because to me that means they enjoy listening to it so i actually appreciate those tweets 
Um, look, we're doing a twice a week schedule for the summer. We're going to try and loosely stick to Mondays and Wednesdays, but sometimes it'll be Wednesdays and Fridays. Sometimes it'll be Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, the summer is tougher because there's just not a regimented sports schedule um, around NBA free agency. Uh, there will be a lot to talk about. Uh, the baseball trade deadline might give us some something to talk about. Um, you know, I always say to Russ, and before the show, we talk about what can we talk about. And during the season, it's a lot easier. And I always say, let's find discussable topics. And it's hard. And, and so what does that mean? Like Russ said, okay, well, the Phillies, you know, took three out of four. And I'll say, okay, how do we talk about that? And, um, you know, because we're kind of a more general all sports podcast, we don't go really too deep on many things unless it's really deserving. So if you really want like a deep dive on the Phil's last week, you know, that's what Bob and Anthony are for. So we're not going to go deep on that. Um, the reason we've talked about gambling on the last two podcasts, and I don't know what the audience appetite is. I'd actually be interested to hear feedback on there's two parts of that, uh, the actual legalization of it and how it might impact sports. And then going forward, actually like talking about games and lines and odds because if nothing else even if you're not gambling i think it tells you a lot about the games and percentages and public sentiment about what might happen um so i'm always interested in that part of it i haven't i've never really gambled on sports you know like once or twice i play a lot of daily fantasy i probably will lightly uh recreationally until it you know gets me living out of a box uh once it's legalized and available here so i'd be interested to hear the feedback on that but the reason we've talked about it is because it's something to discuss now it's different as multiple points so i think what russ is trying to say is uh you know fuck off no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> uh i definitely was not saying that no 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 we, no, we like, i, I I don't know why you're apologizing. It's really not that big of a deal. Um, no, I'm not There's apologizing. Like three people you're not, us. You're not going to make me apologize, you, uh, whoever you are. Uh, no, look, this is how this did, is, let me move this on. Is, how what? did Cheddar go today? Hold on, we're gonna we're gonna get to Cheddar. Uh, really quick, we always plug these shows, and so uh, I, like I'm now obsessed with looking at the statistics of listeners and all that. If you have not subscribed yet to Crossed Up with Bob and Anthony, you should you know immediately do that. It's very easy to find in all of your podcast apps, whatever you're listening to here. Go look for Crossed Up, a Phillies podcast. Uh, go look for Snow the Goalie, a Flyers podcast. Go look for It's Always Soccer in Philadelphia. Go look for uh, Crossing Broad FC, a soccer podcast. Subscribe to the shows, leave reviews, and let us know what you think. I mean, honestly, that's, that's again, like how we tailor our programming, and especially as we go over the summer. You know, like, it's it's funny. Uh, when, when you think about hearing the sentiment that, like, it's hard to find stuff to talk about, I th- I think that kind of sounds lazy. It sounds like we're lazy, and it's not the point. Uh, if if we wanted to, you know, keep rolling out three shows a week, I think that the quality of what we would be talking about would be so much lower. I mean, I I really do feel like it would it would sound like a traditional uh, radio show. We would have to probably either start taking callers, or we'd have to like start doing the voicemail thing that we typically only reserve for like a very special moment, and sometimes we play them and sometimes we don't. Which um, might not or, be a bad idea, by the no, way. No, I'm not. Like, I'm not morally opposed know. to the voicemails. I don't hate them. Uh, I don't hate the concept of the voicemails, but like ultimately, when you're looking at this uh, this little breakdown here as as we move forward, the reason that we rolled out so many of these other podcasts is is so that you can get a a drilled down version. And it's entirely possible that at some point we'll look to tweak the schedule and maybe the Phillies podcast goes twice a week during, uh, the, the, you know, higher point of the season. I don't know. We'll, we'll mess with it. We'll tweak it. It'll be great. Um, but again, if you haven't subscribed to those shows, you need to do that ASAP. Thank you so much. Leave reviews. We love you. Uh, Cheddar. Let me tell you about Cheddar. 
So, um, I, this, this was like one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in my life. It was fine. It was, it was actually really nice. Um, I showed up at this place in like Northeast Philly. It looked like a, an unassuming building. I get inside and as I'm like walking back to like this Xfinity retail store setup thing that they use, I guess for a lot of their commercials, uh, I walked in an Xfinity like cable box exchange place. No, no, no. It it was so much, it was so much different than that. Because those walk places in, have like bulletproof glass and stuff. Yeah, they're terrible. Yeah, they yeah. need it. Um, so they walk me through this gigantic warehouse that seriously looks and smells like what I would expect the IKEA, um, like the IKEA craftsman area to look like. Ooh, that's like when they're smell. putting together those like those malm uh, dressers that fall over and hurt kids. Which, by the way, uh, we've discussed this on the podcast. Uh, please anchor all of your furniture. It's very important if you have small children. Um, we just did, we just we just did more this weekend. My oh, father-in-law thank came goodness. and did it. Wow, that's great. I, I can't find it. So, so I'm like walking through this gigantic warehouse, like loading dock thing. It's it's huge. And they walk me back to this like little spot where there's some drywall. I like go through these weird sliding double doors and bang, it's the set, Kyle. If you see an Xfinity commercial where they've got like the TVs in the background and they're like trying to show you like the new thing, that's where I was. Like this is a thing where they fly people in apparently from like California and Texas wait, 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 and Hawaii. Wait, stop. Is this, are these the commercials where they're like, sit down, try Xfinity, let us know what you think. And all the like, people are like, oh, it's so fast. That was it. That I think it was something set? like that. Dude, it was so cool though. It was like so futuristic looking. It was kind of like if an Apple store and an Xfinity store had like a really weird baby where you're like wow this is actually kind of fascinating and there's a lot of a lot of colors a lot of lights if you're adhd or something like you're gonna absolutely lose your mind i was like walking around shaking hands people were nice they were great did you uh, take pictures i didn't i should have i don't know what <sighs> i was thinking i've seen this mystery i didn't room. i didn't want to look like a uh, like an amateur which i am and um yeah it was great shook hands told jokes people knew what pottsville was it was very interesting we talked about yingling uh, they did not know that Potts Town and Potts Grove were a thing, so I had to explain that. Um, but yeah, here we are. So uh, the, the interview went well. It's going to go up at some point in the next few days or the next week or so. So I, I guess I'll tweet that out when it goes out. But uh, it was an interesting interview about uh, mobile devices and how sports podcasting is different from regular podcasts, um, like Freakonomics or Reply All or whatever. And then it was also... Uh, kind of just talking about the the landscape of, you know, what sports podcasting can be in the future and yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was really nice. Did you were there anybody else there? Like anyone else being interviewed while you were there or do you know of anybody else who was being interviewed as a part of this? I don't know. I saw nice. who the uh the same casting person uh reached out to. I saw like Tom Moore who covers the Sixers. I think I saw them reach out to David Murphy and to uh, Philly Sports Talk. I don't know okay. if any of them are going to are going to be part of it or not. Uh in the initial phases, I thought that it was going to kind of be like a compilation thing of like each of our interviews and they're saying no, like I I, this, I don't know if, if I was the fastest to respond or whatever, but yeah. Was this be like one of segment. those things where you had a look at the camera or at the person next to the camera? I was looking at the person. So like we were oh, interviewing God, so we were, much better. Yeah. Um they did have they had three cameras. One was like on this uh I don't know. It looked like one of those Nikon or like Canon handheld cameras. That's like really nice that people go and like act like photographers. Like that was on a dolly. And then they had like these two distant cameras that were focused on like her face and my face, I guess. And it was, uh, it was very, it was very, um, I don't know. The lights were okay, super so bright. It was actually, yeah, it was, it was, it was a sit down yeah. back and forth interview where they're yeah. recording. They weren't recording you for sound bites to include no. in some sort of thing. Okay. No, it was like okay, a sit down interview. Apparently it's going to like be part of some 
bigger show that Cheddar does uh, where there's going to be like the people, I guess, like at the anchor desk and they're going to cut to us and it's like a, it's an interview. Yeah, it's like good. 60 it's minutes. Yeah, exactly. Except brought to you by Comcast Xfinity. Um, if I told you that I went in there and I spoke in an accident, uh, how would you feel? Eh? What do you mean? I may or may not have used a different voice that wasn't my voice. No, you didn't. Did you just Stewie? No, I, I, I did my voice. Okay, yeah, but I, I, I did consider it for a very short time. It was great. Well, at least it was a sit-down interview. I've done, I mean, I've done a few, like, you know, TV video-related things. And one time at Fox, um, I, I, you know, I've been the studio thing. But one time I had to go upstairs. I think it was the Riley Cooper thing upstairs in like the newsroom and they have this little box you stand on and they give you the earpiece and the microphone and you just talk into the camera and you're talking to the people in the studio right below you it's so stupid like oh, no, these, contri- these contrived so that's hard enough but i have weird shaped ears and those like <laughs> ifb things unless they're customized just do not stay in well so it just kept falling out and the whole piece is me and you can't they're low to begin with and the whole piece is me like trying to jam it back in i'm just it looks like i'm fingering my ear it's very weird um you know i guess the answers went okay that was one the other time i had a um there was a sny in new york uh called oh yeah i think and it was like a clip show picture like uh like pop goes 90s or what was that show where like it like it would be all those pop culture people commenting on pop a video uh, Oh, oh, like, oh, it was, it was like the, um, best of the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Best of like on VH1. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Bunch of clips. So SNY in New York did one for New York sports. Uh, and they wanted to bring in like some Philly and some outside voices. This is like a couple of years ago. So I drove up to, I wasn't paid. I just thought it would be cool to do. So I drove up, uh, like to North Jersey, took the ferry over and you go up into like this dark hotel room. All the blinds are pulled. There's like two guys, you know, in the back lit by candlelight. And I'm like, Oh God, this, I'm going to get raped. And uh, I didn't, thankfully. But, you know, you had to sit there and just he would lob you talk like talk about this event when this happened to the Mets in 1986. And now look in the camera and talk about it. And that is very difficult to be witty when you're just staring into a lens with like no script, no prompting, no whatever you're going to talk about. So I'm glad I'm glad that you actually got to sit and speak to a human. This is a so uh, this is like the one thing that I'll say that I think I I do decently well. If I walk into a room of strangers, I'm usually pretty decent about um, kind of getting rid of any kind of weird uh, anxiety or any kind of uh, I don't know strange strange mood in the you room. I like them to break. Their I like no, that's so dumb. I always hated that idea. Nobody wants to picture anyone else in their underwear. Have you met most people? You don't want to see them in their underwear. You barely want to see them as is. Depends Put more is, clothes on. Put on a winter coat. Put on a parka. Like put, no, no, I don't want to see people in their underwear. I want them to, to walk around fully clothed. The more clothes, the better. If they want to wear a blanket and a, uh, and a poncho, like have at it, put on a sombrero, wear a, wear a, a, a Russian ski hat, like whatever. You um, Gabe no, Kapler? Uh, oh, now Gabe Kapler. Now that's, that's a different story. That man's got washboard abs that you could absolutely, you know, do your laundry on. But that, that's like one and one in a lot, Kyle. That's like one in a million. Um, anyway, tell when you feel a little awkward because you go into 1950s voice. What? You go into like, I get, you went into 1950s voice, just very little bit there. Ah, yes, yes. No. Um, but anyway, Cheddar, it was really good. Um, I don't know. It was, it was like a weird thing. It was, it was great. Um, I definitely felt like at different points, uh, the leading up to it, I thought, man, like what if I was getting scammed by like a Russian bot? Like what if this whole thing was just a big elaborate hoax? 
And then like as I'm walking through that Ikea esque uh you know Geppetto warehouse in the was, northeast. There was dude, a, seriously, you probably was had just, like you were probably just, like plus two twenty to be killed. It was yeah. It was very it was it was very strange. And then I thought, man, this is like Geppetto's uh Geppetto's like little thing on crack or something, you know? Like it was just it was insane. It was it was just a giant room and then there's just this little room off to the side and it's all kinds of like functional high tech Xfinity stuff. It was it was very interesting. So anyway, if anybody's still listening to the show, did it freeze halfway through? No, it was it was fine. Although they didn't, you know what? I I have to say I've had FiOS for a while, and uh, I'm not trying to crap on Xfinity. But the last time I had Xfinity, I had to buy that um that upgrade for the internet where it's like the the I forget what they call it. It was like the Fresh Pass. No, not the Fresh Pass. It was something like 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 Frost Frost or something was the thing where like that was supposed to get your upload speed close to your download speed. Like I'm sorry. Why why am I paying all this extra money to have worse internet than I had with Fios? The the cable interface is better. I don't think anybody would would argue with that, but you know. Yeah, it's, these are, it's, these are imperfect it's interesting creatures. you bring that up. And then we can move on to real topics here. Um our 2-year uh, Verizon thing is up next month. So I spent a significant I would call amount of time last night trying to decide what to do with our Verizon versus our like, do we keep? Do we just go full cut to cord? Go YouTube TV? Every time I bring this up, we're gonna I'm gonna get emails, which is great because for some people like my opinion on this, and I've done a lot of research. Um, thinking about going full YouTube TV, what's that? <laughs> just like the, I've done a lot of research on it. Well, I ha- I, I write about this it is now definitive. This I get that. no, I get more email. I trust me, I've gotten more emails about the cutting the cord thing than anything sports related over the last two years, without question. Um, so I try and I try and give accurate answers here. I think people are still waiting on a YouTube TV review. It's relatively great. Uh, if you're if, if you're streaming, that's the one to go with. PlayStation View is great as well. When I tried that a few years ago, and I think it's only gotten better. But yeah, TV I've been trying thing, to like, decide where, where it like it does the video preview stuff, like as the guide. I thought that was really cool. Except it doesn't work with Fire Stick, and I don't want to go out and buy an Apple TV. I was about ready to cut the cord. Don't tell my wife. She's been trying to get me to do it for like a year. Yeah, no, the yeah, the YouTube TV not on the Apple TV it doesn't, but yeah, on your mobile device like it it has, shows you the live video as you're scrolling the guide. It's pretty incredible. Awesome. Um yeah, so my only hesitation on fully cutting the cord is again, I go back 2 years ago was would I have watched the the Nova North Carolina National Championship? Would I have trusted this? The answer would have been no. And this year it's would I have wanted to watch the Super Bowl on this? And the answer would have been not quite. I mean, I've wa- I watched entire Sixers playoff games on it with no problem or limited problem, other than maybe Twitter being like a split second ahead of what happened on the screen and just knowing that. Um, but would you really trust the Super Bowl? And the answer is no. So I kind of want to keep. Right now we have four cable boxes with four DVRs, which total just the rentals of the boxes and DVRs is like eighty dollars a month. That to me is the most criminal charge. So I think we're just going to keep the cable plan. Uh, also, Red Zone on the streaming services is only offered on um, PlayStation View as of now. Maybe it's offered as an add-on. It's an add-on there. Maybe it's offered as an add-on for YouTube TV come September. But I want to keep one cable box in the family room. Plus, when family comes over, invariably, no one over 42 knows how to stream work to YouTube TV. So it's just easier to keep a box. And quite honestly... Like my thought was, okay, we'll get gigabit internet, but like it's like ten dollars more a month to keep the uh, one, you know, TV and then one phone line that we don't use. So I might might as well just keep it. 
Um, so that's kind of my thinking. But yeah, I mean, Xfinity has much better cable tech. Verizon's is pretty terrible. But I've been running the website off of Verizon. I mean, I'm on, like literally on it 10 hours a day for the last eight years, which equates to some number I can't figure out. And I could count on one hand the times I've had an internet outage. Like we've lost power, computer, I mean, not even like routerish. I could count times where it's like nothing seems to be working with the internet. It was there was always another problem that was preventing it. So their internet is is pretty incredible, and you get none of that nighttime slowdown. I don't know if that's still a thing with Comcast when you know a lot of people are on at once. Um, it just always works. Streaming is fine. Um, you know, there's a couple spots of our house where we might need like a range extender or a mesh network because it gets a little the, uh, the like Google the deck. I'm realizing the, the decks there's a defined line, and it's right where past the point where I like to sit and read my iPad, but you know, you live. They've got the, the you, Google you, router you, thing. You There's the, um, what? Kyle, what's it? It's called the, um, um, it's called like on, it's the hub, right? The, the Google Wi-Fi thing they've got, it's a set of three, like the Google Wi-Fi. Um, you There's one called it, Eero. They, they, uh, advertise on a that lot is. of, uh, but it's the, similar on a lot of podcasts. Supposedly they're very easy to use. You just plug them in the router, plug them in. They're like little wall things. They look like little yep. air fresheners. That's but that's exactly like, what the the I, I've said it seven times now. But the Google Wi Fi thing is like that. You you hook it the one dollars for that. Yeah, one. it's it's uh, two sixty nine on Amazon for a set of three. You plug it into nice. your router, and then um, uh, it it uses the same. I, I don't know. I can't explain it. But you plug them in different spots of your house, and it gives you better coverage all over. And it's supposed to prevent any kind of slowdown supposed to be able to you know extend well out to your back deck or to your basement or whatever and i think it even gives a couple ethernet ports so if you've got like a an old video game system that's sitting in the basement and you want to plug it in um instead of you having to have a wireless adapter you can still plug in there so i don't know it's interesting i thought about doing it before um maybe maybe if uh i don't know maybe the summer it'll be uh, the summer of uh of wire of wireless internet and little hubs speaking of summer what has happened to our podcast? What, Go ahead. That's right. That's right. There's really not much going on this week. Welcome to the uh, summer. Speaking of summer, um, I want to tell you, don't fast forward because this is a good one. Trust me. Don't, don't this fast is awesome. forward. This, this is this a great app. giveaway. It's great really, contest. It's really, there, this, we we have a lot of good yet. giveaways. This one is the best so far. This is. Um, we are back once again partnered with Amerigas, America's number one propane provider, available at over how many, Russ? I, 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 it's definitely over over 5,000. 55 thousand i want to see that <laughs> wait that sounds way, high way over. that's from the old ad read maybe it's 5500 doesn't matter we're not on the I hook to know for this one they are the best propane uh cylinder exchange place i i am i'm sad to say and i didn't say this prior um because it would have been very bad prior to us working with amerigas last year i had a blue rhino tank in my grill you and dirty I'm, I'm awful ju- human i know but look on and it was there all winter we're doing these amerigas reads and every time a small piece of me was a little upset because I knew there was a blue rhino tank and the grill was sort of, you know, just out there covered in snow. So, I, you know, I wasn't going to go change it. But I will say I needed some for the summer. Of course, I went and got an Amerigas tank. And I this is, I shit you not, um, my flame seems to be higher with the Amerigas tank. <laughs> like, I have a better flow. Now, I did clean the grill. It probably has, it probably has something to do with that. But I find that I have a better flow with the Amerigas propane. So I'm just leaving that out wow. there. Uh, anyway, they're great, but cool, really cool giveaway. The Lucky 7 Xfinity Fireworks Show. As, as we just said, we love Xfinity. The Lucky 7 transition. Xfinity... 
<laughs> the Lucky 7 Xfinity Fireworks Show ticket giveaway and Phillies game ticket giveaway sponsored by Amerigas. All right, so what's the deal here? Seven. We are giving away seven. Seven. Siete. Sieben. Set. Sete. L- lucky people will go to the Phillies game on Saturday, June 30th. It's a 6.05 game. That is a perfect game time for a Saturday. Little tailgating, mm-hmm. still get to get home rel- you know, relatively reasonable time or... If you're younger than me, you know, go out to the bar afterwards. Seven people will win tickets to the Phillies game. Listen to these seats. Section 110, row three, seats one through seven. If you're wondering where 110, row three is, you know where the tarp is down the right field line? Like there. It's somewhere between first base and shallow right field. I think it's as the stadium starts to angle in your row three. I don't know. I mean, they're incredible seats. Sitting in a baseball, you know, sometimes baseball and football, you want to be a little higher to see stuff. But when you're that close to the field, um, you know, and I've sat that low a few times, it is so cool. I mean, you could you could feel the grass. So section 110, row three, seats one through seven. It's a killer giveaway valued at over $600. And better yet, it comes with a parking pass. So if you can fit seven people in a car, um, no one has to pay for parking. Or if you win, you take the parking pass and make everybody else pay. It doesn't matter. Uh, all thanks to our friends at uh, Partner at Amerigas Cylinder Exchange. You can register today. This link will be live tomorrow. We're recording this Monday night. Crossingbroad.com backslash Amerigas. Uh, we will also have a post going up on Crossing Broad proper sometime tomorrow morning it will have all the details basically all you got to do is name name and email pretty much uh and you will agree to occasionally receive a promotional email from amerigas but in exchange you'll be entered to win uh these these seven tickets this is only amongst our audience this isn't like some national or you know some region-wide amerigas giveaway nope this is just our audience um and that's it. So, like, you know, your odds aren't astronomically small if you enter. Um, we're promoting it heavily on the podcast. So it's going to be basically like, you know, people listen to the podcast and or read the website. That's it. So good deal. Thanks to our friends at Amerigas. Seven tickets. I would tell you this makes a great Father's Day gift, but we're doing the drawing after Father's Day. So, you know, you could just not get your dad anything and hope. But that's <laughs> I, I, I would not put advise. Put all your eggs in this basket, baby. I would yeah. not advise like, on that strategy. Hey, Dad. Uh, dad, I, I got you something, but... Uh, uh, we just need to wait till the end of the month for it to come in. And it's like you cross your fingers because we're doing the drawing on uh, June 27th is when uh, people are going to find out uh, who ended up winning the drawings. That's a, a Wednesday, June 27th. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll pull and the name I, or whatever. And- I will tell you this, listener, on your behalf, I'm going to campaign for moving that up just a few days. If mm-hmm. for no other reason, uh, three days is tough to coordinate seven people for a Saturday night, especially in June. Um, Not so if you I- tell everybody that you won them already. That is true. If you just tell everybody they're going and then just have that note written for colossal disappointment. Yep. Um, but yeah, so we might move that up just a few days to give you planning time. Maybe a couple of days before Father's Day. So you could just wait till like Saturday night on Father's Day. And not get You realize Father's Day is on like the 17th, right? Regardless. That's 10 days. This would, be, this would be great. Take your dad, take granddad anyway, whatever. Um, so thanks to our friends at Amerigas. Or uh, take me and Kyle. That's fine too. That's You could take us, okay. except I will be coming back from uh, vacation and we have a, a birthday that night. Right? Sounds like you can leave early and nobody cares about the birthday. Good. My father-in-law's birthday. Good for him. I'm glad he's... He's, uh, he's turning he's nice an age I this him. year. <laughs> he's what? He's turning an age. I, I don't, I'm not oh, sure is this how. The part where you, oh, that's not good. Not a good look. All right. So, uh, really big giveaway. It's exciting. Um, what, do we seven. what do we What do you want to talk okay. about? There's a, there's a very interesting thing that happened. Um, 
and I don't know how many people are going to care. I know that people in the past have have uh, tweeted at us about the WWE, and we're certainly not going to go like full on into this. I've now gotten back into pro wrestling, which is awful, and I hate myself for it. But uh, the WWE and Fox are now uh, reportedly agreeing to a one billion dollar one billion dollars deal uh, for the rights to SmackDown Live to go to the uh, Fox networks. I don't know where. I don't know if it's going to be the regular uh, Fox channel, if it's going to go to FS1 or FS2. I would assume not FS2, if it might go to FX. But it is going to be moving to a Fox network. They're apparently paying three times the current fee that NBC Universal is paying to have it on the USA network. Um, Why that matters or why anybody should care? Monday Night Raw gets about 3 million viewers per week. SmackDown Live gets around 2.5 million each. That's kind of the thing that's allowed USA to kind of claim themselves as the number one cable network or the number one network overall on Monday nights uh, is Raw. And I think they've had really good success with SmackDown being on Tuesdays on USA. So uh, whether or not you like professional wrestling, if you like the sports entertainment angle, if you're a Ronda Rousey fan who's now like gotten into it a little bit or a Brock Lesnar fan who, uh, you know, is just waiting for him to bust somebody open, um, you know, the, the possibility is now out there. I think it'll be interesting, though. I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but I, because they're PG, I could definitely see, you know, Fox kind of doubling down on this and saying this is going to be our, uh, apparently they're going to move it from Tuesday back to Friday night. I wouldn't be surprised to see that be regular Fox network um, from 8 to 10. It's only a two-hour show. Here's what I want to know. Can you, you think you'll be able to gamble on WWE? <laughs> That's really tricky. I don't know. Like, how, how would you? I mean, it's scripted, and you'd have to think that there's no insider trading, so you, you can't really say. Like, what would the betting be? Like, three minutes in, does somebody hit a pile driver? That's pretty much banned, I think, now in pro wrestling. Like, yeah, you know, finisher? that's actually like, a good set, idea. Like, I was... set over under on how long until, like, there's a finisher? How many times does a guy kick out of the F5? You know, that's I, not a bad I, idea, the real-time thing, because trying to choose ahead of time, you know, because it's scripted, you have a lot of problems. I've heard about the possibility of, of gambling on, like, The Bachelor, which is obviously taped months in advance. Yes. So, you know, that's really tricky stuff. Um, yeah, I, I look, I'm, I, I guess the, the live thing is a big deal for everybody right now um, because, you know, because there's, just, there's almost no incentive to watch uh, anything, you know, live to tape or, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, as it airs. Unless it's a live, unless it's a live event, like you know, for for fifteen years now, watching a show if you have a DVR in real time is kind of stupid. You know, just start it fifteen minutes later so you can at least fast forward through the commercials. Um, so there's continues to be a big li- uh, move towards live and whatever. And WWE is good. I think it, it works well for Fox. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have much of an opinion on it other than, yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Every time you kind of think the WWE might be dead or losing its luster, it seems to get another shot. And it just, you know, kind of keeps on trucking and and being a big thing. And I don't think it's going away anytime soon. So, Stocks up $3 today after the announcement or after the the news leaked. It's uh, it's certainly not the same, uh, you know, show or company as it was back when I was growing up uh, to sound like like an old man, but... Back in the, the days of the Monday Night Wars where you had like Goldberg and Sting and and Hollywood Hogan on WCW and then you would flip over to WWF at the time uh, before it was, you know, pandas hitting each other with uh, steel chairs. Um, it used to be, you know, Stone Cold and The Rock and Undertaker and Kane. Bamboo. and Yeah, bamboo. So 
I, I don't know. Like those days are kind of over. I don't think the WWE has had a, an easy time of finding anybody to really replace uh, somebody as charismatic or the rock or somebody as, as iconic as, as stone cold. Um, I don't want to go down this and, and express how much more I know about pro wrestling than I'd like to be um, associated with. Although I will say there's well, that's a, my a, ear. I could go with you on the attitude ear, but there's, well, why don't you know what? I would love to have a, uh, uh, an old school pro wrestling debate between uh i was a big wcw fan i wasn't allowed to watch wwf so uh i could tell you all about Only goldberg streak i can tell you all about the nwo black and white and red and black i can tell you all about conan starting the uh the lwo yeah, yeah the whole you, you thing. go way deeper yeah. than me i was basically See? just like you know kane undertaker rock stone cold guy. all right so who who were your top three top three uh wwf pro wrestlers we're going to go back to the wwf attitude era go top three uh it's, i don't know it's, i mean in no order Go ahead. Stone Cold. <laughs> Stone Cold. Okay. I'm, I'm playing the hits here. I'm not. I'm not going deep cuts. If, if that's what you're you're looking for me to I'm do. I'm not looking for deep cuts. No, I'm not looking for like D'Lo Brown. I like D'Lo. I I mean I, I I go like that whole 98 99 year. I can name you know pretty much anyone who was routinely on Raw. Uh, Gangrel went to, went to when WrestleMania Gangrel 15. Had the, uh, Gangrel and Edge and Christian. Like yeah. that. Like Edge and Christian. I really like the DX. Um, all for all for a good uh, you know a good crotch thump with an X. Did you Go see ahead. Joel Embiid uh, on the water side? What do you? you bet I how do we feel about Joel Embiid hanging out with Michael Rubin? I love it. Do you? I love it? Yes, I do. Okay. So I, I love the idea that Joel has bonds on this team other than just his uh, his fellow teammates. I think this speaks a lot about Michael Rubin as an owner. I think it's a great thing because Josh Harris is is typically there on the sideline. We know that he's operating out of New York City. It's good to see that there is an owner who is close to the team. Um, I, I think it could stand to reason that at some point if Josh Harris decides to cash out, that maybe Michael Rubin, Rubin ends up buying the rest of the team. Would I'm not also be just, shocked. I'm also just really interested in the idea that it's a younger owner. Um, he's definitely younger than Josh Harris. Hey, how I old think, do you think he is? That's That was where I was Michael going Rubin's in this. his 40s. He's forty. All right, so remember we went we went over this before. So I I think yeah, finish what you're gonna say because I, I got thoughts. So what I was gonna say is remember how I I've I've long theorized that I think at some point um, Joel and Ben might have a little bit of a falling out, not as bad as Kobe Shaq, but their personalities are so different that it's either gonna be a glorious you know offsetting of personalities or it could go really poorly you know that every team so once joel's contract runs out or it's you know it's getting to a point where he's very clearly established himself as the best big man in the game if he hasn't already um you know there there's always that pull from other markets you know that teams are going to try to woo him from a distance it's good to see that there is an owner who's connected with him you know we know that he had a, an affinity for sam hinky when he was here for all that that hinky helped him with and flying him out to what was it, Doha and, and being with him when his brother passed away and Brett Brown was a big part of that. It's good to see that he has a bond with somebody in ownership. I, I do think that that's a really great connection and it's something that, you know, long-term uh, makes me feel a lot better about Joel's long-term prospects of, of staying in Philadelphia and, and never looking elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think it's cool. I can't recall ever seeing this sort of relationship between an owner and a player. Uh, Ruben was at Embiid's birthday, or maybe it was Ruben's birthday. I think it was Embiid's at some whatever nightclub in California. And it was on TMZ, and there's chicks and bottles. Uh, you know, Michael Rubin is a 46-year-old billionaire. Uh, Joel, you know, Joel Embiid is a 24-year-old NBA player. You know, on, on the surface, those guys don't have a lot in common, you know, other than the Sixers. Um, you know, it, it's just an, I'm just kind of in awe of the whole situation. 
Like it just feels it just feels strange that he is um, forget about the age difference and background difference and all that. Like, okay, you know, it, it is it is what it is. Like, you know, Ruben Ruben, you know, hanging out with much younger guys and and whatever. But there's the team element of you know if something goes sideways or whatever. And again, I'm not certainly campaigning for this, and and this is a pretty safe scenario that it's not going to happen. But if you're in a situation where you ever wanted to move on from a player and, you know, Embiid's probably not going to be that guy and you're the GM, uh, there's a potential complication if the owner is, you know, going on vacation with the guy in the offseason. So I don't know. It just it just seems a little just seems a little strange. That said, uh, I'm all in on Michael Rubin's uh, power grab of the Sixers and John Middleton. It feels like over the last year, six months for Rubin, uh, last year for Middleton, those guys have really taken their respective teams by the horns. Middleton is the uh, owns more of the Phillies. I guess he's majority now, but he owns more than anybody else. I guess he bought up some some pieces, and he, you know he is the face of the team. Joshua Harris still owns more. Michael Rubin, according to Forbes or Fortune last year, I think was actually worth a little bit more than Harris. Um, so he owns please less. by but- the Union. Michael Rubin, please, for the love of God, buy the Philadelphia Union. Michael Sorry. Rubin, like, I mean, he has stepped forward as the face of Sixers ownership, and I think that's a good thing because Joshua Harris is – um, stop. You know, is, I'm not gonna say he's just very innocent. I'm gonna stop you from 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 going uh, full on burned uh, scorched. No, earth. no, no, no. I'm not trying to burn bridges. He's just uninteresting. Like, he's just an uninteresting guy. I mean, he doesn't talk to the media much. I'm sure he would tell you that he's not charismatic or particularly interesting. So while I find it odd, I am, I guess, all in on our you know owner you know springing springing rappers from from jail and, and going on vacation and water slides with Joel Embiid. I, it, it is it is blogging glory uh, to see that. Michael um, Rubin is living the life that we all wish we could. He he you know what he is? He absolutely is. And see, it's so cool. I'm in, I've t- talked about this. I'm in I'm infatuated, fascinated with billionaires. I just think it's so cool to have more money than anybody like that's true fuck you money. Like if you're a millionaire, you're rich. Like NBA players are rich, but Joel Embiid can't walk up to Ruben and say "fuck you," right? Because he's he's got to get paid. But Ruben could say that to Embiid, right? Ruben could say that to pretty much anybody he wants. Um, so I'm always intrigued by that sort of money and power. That's why I like billions. Billions, great show. Um, seeing his Instagram though, and he's just on vacation. Like I'm surprised they're not at a private island. They're just at Atlantis. Uh, it seems like that's Ruben's fine. kids are with them, so I guess. And B you know, doesn't stand out at all. <laughs> watching that's the him, best uh, part. I mean, he's watching him kids panic about the whole thing. Dude, is watching ridiculous. him panic about the uh, water slides is one of my favorite things I've seen recently. And then today he w- he wouldn't go in the o- he was afraid to go in the ocean, like up to his. Knees. I don't blame him. Where's where are they at? Atlantis. They're in the Bahamas. He cl- yeah, he thought I, he saw a shark. <laughs> he yeah, was ran out of the water. Go in there. Mm-hmm. All right, it's just. It's just strange. Like I'm, I'm enjoying Michael Rubin's Instagram because you're right. He's living the life we all want to live. It's just a little. It's just odd. I'm, I'm, I'm taken aback. Like imagine if Ed Snyder was was playing beer pong with Claude Giroux, right? I mean, it's kind of what be hard. Is. He's dead, Kyle. He wasn't dead a few years ago when Giroux okay. was was had two casts on playing beer pong. Ed Snyder was uh, alive. I was alive and well. He was alive. Um, you know, this would have been like. Like, you know, Jeff, well, I guess Jeffrey Lurie's kind of close to Malcolm Jenkins, but I, I couldn't see them going on vacation together. Um, Why not? Though I, well, I don't know. I just, maybe. They're certainly not going to the White House together. Huh? That it, huh? That it, see, no, I brought that Malcolm back Jenkins again. Might. See that? 
Did we already talk about that? We, we talked about Chris okay. Long. Um, yeah, yeah I, I thought Malcolm Jenkins said again that he's not going to be going, but Jeffrey Lurie is. That was one of uh, so this is a Marcus Hayes piece that I, I read today um, on Philly.com. I was past my uh, my monthly thing, but uh, spoiler alert: if you hit the uh, the X to stop the page from loading, you beat the uh, Philly.com paywall. That's really good programming out of them. Or you so just anyway, open an incognito window. There's really not much they could do about that. To be fair, does that actually work? Uh, I mean, unless I thought it's my hit- your IP address, but I don't think it can be with a paywall because okay. if, you know, you share an office or whatever, you know, they can't have, um, uh, good point. Good point. Yeah. You know, so it's probably just, it's tied the browser. So, yeah. So, uh, Marcus Hayes like wrote a whole thing and I, I'm not going to obviously break the whole thing down, but it was, it was a lot about how if Eagles players don't want to go, that's fine. But Jeffrey Lurie, uh, I guess said that he was going to go and, and Marcus Hayes was applauding him for that. So yeah, that's great. Um, all right. So Michael Rubin. Joel Embiid, water slides, life is good. There was a um there were two two pieces that were posted over the weekend, speaking of Philly.com. Um one was uh, a Bob Ford piece about um was his his was the one about Manny Mitchell. No, his was about uh, I've kind of lost all respect for Bob Ford after his baseless J Wright speculation piece. Bob Ford was the one who wrote the LeBron article, right? It was Bob Ford and Bob and and Brookover. Um, yeah, it was Bob Ford wrote this, this article about LeBron James and the quest for process purity. And like, look, I, I get, I get, he's a columnist. Like I get it. Um, but Bob Ford is about four months late to this argument. He's about four months late to this entire narrative. He's probably about three years late to, uh, trying to understand what process Sixers fans like. And ultimately it was a, a, an annoying piece that I, I was subjected or I subjected myself to reading. Um, and, and Bob Brookover wrote one about how the, uh, the Phillies are moronic if they don't make a trade for Manny Machado, uh, by the deadline, Manny Machado, who by the way, is going to be a free agent at the end of the season. Um, you know, let's not get the, let the facts get in the way. Um, but Bob Ford's whole piece is just kind of written around how, um, process people are ridiculous because they want to build organically and you know that lebron james is not an organic player and you know he 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 did the same kind of argument that we had months ago the same kind of argument that spike eskin and mike levin had on the right to sanchez the same kind of argument that um brian windhorse had with zach lowe on the low posts in this in their most recent episode it's it's the same thing it's the same argument but for some reason he decided to write it now and it's just late. It's late to the game. And I'm not surprised. It's Philly.com. Like that stuff's always gonna be late. But it was just uh, it was it was frustrating. Bob Ford is is well respected and generally, you know, of the stable of kind of old timey columnists, he's fine. Um, to be clear, I did lose respect for him because he just he wrote a silly thing about Jay Wright leaving leaving for another college, which is just so patently absurd. Uh it's it it doesn't it's and it wasn't based in anyone telling him anything. And um, you know, you wonder over the years, you read these columns that get you thinking, okay, how many has he written like this? Because that's a topic I happen to know quite a bit about and, you know, have at least enough insight, more than enough insight to know that he, it's completely, he's not going anywhere. But if he was, it, you know, he might flirt with the NBA, but the idea of losing for another school. So that's my stance on Bob Ford. I think this column that you're referring to um, really was answered Thanks to Kevin asking Brett Brown about this very question about the organic thing, and Brett Brown answering it with a firm stamp: "No, we there's a, here's an NBA coach, um, 
the coach of the Philadelphia 76ers saying, nope, we need we need free agent help. Now, maybe that maybe that comes via trade. There's other levers they can pull than just free agency. Uh, but I think his point oh, he was, was well taken. He was not veiled in who he was talking about. No, I, and nor should he be. Like, here, here's no, I mean, a guy he, who's who's suffered through four terrible years. You see what your team has. You see what you're going to be going up against for the next five years in the Boston Celtics, who, by the way, were, were without their two best players. And you you have to be honest with yourselves. You know, it's it's nine out of ten coaches in that situation will say, well, you know what, we're not, I'm not talking about this. Our guys are great. I'll go to battle. All we got, all we need, right? But no, he was like, yeah, we we absolutely need another player. We're not good enough. This is the modern NBA. Look at the teams who've won recently. Um, you know, as good as, as our top flight guys are, we probably need one more of them, short of Markel Fultz, you know, coming out and being a world beater next year. So uh, yeah, and I think they, that question is answered. To... I think the debate was therefore over at that point because <laughs> – you know, yep. if you don't, and if you don't like it, if you're from another Sixers podcast or you're uh, and whatever, and you want to rely on Robert Covington, well, that's great. You know, but you can rely on then Robert Covington showing up at the lottery party because the Sixers are no longer playing. You know. Um, <laughs> speaking of fire uh, emoji, fire emoji, fire emoji. I didn't realize uh, WWE stock was only fifty dollars. So your three dollar raise—that's a five percent increase. That's not bad in go. one day. Yep. They're up to 54, aren't they? 54 bucks? Yeah, 54 um, bucks. No, so 5% but, increase, but, though. But, you know, they tried to press uh, Brett Brown in that that end-of-season presser, and he said, guys, it's not calculus, right? Uh, because I think it was, it was Brian Seltzer was trying to, was trying to I guess, ask the uh, the team-friendly question because he's an employee of the team. And, um, Did he? And he Brett, I'll and tell Brett, you what, Brett though. Interrupted, Brett interrupted him to say, it's not calculus, though, right? Like, it's very clear that they are going to put on the full court press for LeBron, and it's fine, and it might work, and it might not, and if it doesn't work, it'll be fine, because there are still other options that are out there. This is the other thing, Kyle. Hold um, on, just before you what? move on. I, um, yep. I will not let that, that shot at Brian Seltzer go unnoticed. What? Yeah. Oh, he's a team employee. I, t- I took that as a little bit of a dig, which is fine. That wasn't he, a dig. He is a team no, employee. No, I was he saying, is like... so remarkably good at that job. He has the most pleasant demeanor of anyone in the media I've ever seen. Like, could you imagine? That wasn't a shot. Tra- I, that wasn't meant okay, to be a shot. Okay, okay, I was saying fine. he was like trying to get it back on, back on track a little bit because you could, don't want. It, well, I, I, don't I, know. I got you. Could you imagine me trying, like the asshole that I am, being in that role? It would never like, work. You know, like trying to just you know set people up for good, for good answers. Not that I'd be there, like you know, uh, you know, asking hard hitting questions, but you know, it. You would <laughs> you imagine me like you trying would to rub somebody the wrong way so quickly they would move the team to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> like so that's markel, exactly what would happen so markel you know talk a little bit about the shoulder okay that's great hey are you still eating chick-fil-a 10 times a day like <laughs> i could not do that like his sunshiny demeanor is is excellent for that job and he's got like a mr rogers like calmness um it comes a across a bit on the radio but watch his videos on sixers.com and he is so pleasant even his mannerisms when the players are talking i'm like god i would i would kill to be that pleasant just for a, a day i would love to know what it feels like to be that pleasant like he must go outside and a little could cartoon it, burns birds fly around if i were good at this job could i do it i'm pleasant you um, i'm lovable yeah i could i could actually see you you being okay at that because you're yes. pleasant, you could set people up. Um, I would just like I being I would okay. Just bristle. I would bristle. Put that. Put that on my headstone. No, yeah. I think you could. I think you could actually probably do that. Yes. 
that's not helping either. Actually, that was a poor that was a poor place. Actually, actually, what? I apologize. No, that's fine. Actually, it's okay. Actually, all right. No, but he's good. That's a tough. Good. That's a tough job. I mean, like Scott Palmer does it. Yeah, you know? but he comes yeah, like across. Scott, he's so over yeah, the top yeah, yeah. TV guy. So Scott Palmer does does a good job though. Like when you're in a uh, a contentious. Um, or, no, not. I'm trying to think when he he's usually at at which press conferences, like when they're introducing a player. He yeah, um, the Phillies. I think there were questions. Him. There were questions about when Kapler was hired, and he he had to kind of redirect people. You know, kind of back to a a more team friendly kind of line of questioning. Um, I think yeah, he's like their quasi PR enough. guy, and then he hosts the Sunday Show or whatever. So he does. You know, when Howard does. Eskin's going after him about coconut oil, you know, like Scott Palmer, that's where he has to jump in. Yeah, but he, yeah. you know, he's been around for a while. He's a TV guy, so he's a little bit different. I mean, you know, Dave Spadaro is, you know, I guess the uh, the canonical example of this. Uh, I, I happen to like Dave uh, only because he he it's was bad. he it's was buds. he was nice to me when we played flag football and said he liked the website. So, oh, that's nice. So I can't make fun, I can't I can't make fun of him. That's how he's at. Hey, I like you also site. have better hair okay. than him, so that's well, nice. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Not, not better than many people, but I do have better hair than him. Um, that's exciting. It's too thin. My kids got better hair, and it it pisses. Well, that doesn't piss me off. I'm glad he has good hair, but like, I, so you've got, got thin hair, hair and weird ears, wanted. is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Um, thin hair and weird ears. The Kyle Scott story. Do we have anything else? This we've been kind of all over the place. I'm watching right now. Cleveland's up 15 as of us recording. Uh, with six minutes to go in the first half of uh, Game Four, and Who, oh, here's I'm a question: Who are you rooting for what? in the series? I'm not. So this is one of the questions okay. that it wasn't uh, a yes or no. Well, I'll give you an answer. This is one of the questions that they kind of asked me on this Cheddar interview about, like, do I like any teams that are outside of Philly? And I said no. Like when when the playoffs start to whittle down, I'm I'm more of a player fan than a team fan. I can't root for Boston. I just can't. Um, but in my heart of hearts, and wanting a really good NBA Finals. I, it needs to be Boston. Boston is a better, more intriguing matchup for either the Rockets or probably the Warriors. This Cavs team will get run off the court. Uh, I mean, I, it, it. This, I'm, I'm telling you, I watch enough of these games. Believe me on this. Boston has a better chance of making a somewhat interesting series against the Warriors than the Cavs do. The Cavs could very well go into a, a series against the Warriors and get swept. Well, yeah, they, look, the the Warriors could sweep anybody. Um, they would I don't not sweep think, Boston. I don't think either of these teams are any sort of competition for the Warriors. I honestly, I feel like the Sixers would have been a better. Con- this this sounds, you know, really um, like you know, if 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 scenario, Sixers not that they would have beaten the Warriors. To me, Sixers Warriors would have been way more entertaining than uh, Celtics Warriors and probably Cavs Warriors. I disagree with you though. I think LeBron is good enough to win two NBA Finals games by himself. We've seen, you know, we basically saw him win the finals by himself a couple of years ago. So, like, I Boston just as good as Boston is defensively, and maybe I don't think they are remotely ready for this. And if nothing else, uh, the Cavs have guys who've been there against them. You know, they know them a little bit, and you have LeBron. Like, LeBron is worth like thirty points a game in the finals in terms of score differential. Not just like watching scoring, watching more Cleveland basketball since the uh, the trade deadline. Uh, I'll just tell you now, Kyle. This this team is not good. This Cleveland team is not good. They're able. So what if they the, beat the, reason, the Cavs for or the Celtics four in a row? We, uh, we, then I'll then I'll eat my shoe. We would. It's not going to happen. Stance. Okay. The, well, I I don't know because if if they won, then I'd have to think that somebody got hurt on Boston. 
Boston's a better team. And the reason that I'm saying that they would be a better matchup for Golden State is the same reason that they were a tough matchup for the Sixers. It's all about wing. Uh, it's about wing play. It's about wing depth. Um, as it stands right now, Cleveland has nobody who can guard Kevin Durant. You'd have to waste LeBron on him. You have nobody else uh, unless you were going to try to run Tristan Thompson against him, which would not work. Um, there, there are just too many things. They, there are too many bad matchups um, that that Golden State would provide. Cleveland just cannot keep up. This Boston team, and again, like the thing that scares me with them going forward is they just got such length, such quickness, lateral quickness, uh, flat out speed on the court, and the the switching that they're able to do on the defensive side um, is is just like next level stuff. I mean, you're in a you'd be in a spot where um, you could just as easily have uh, Jason Tatum go out and try to defend Steph Curry, um, and and within a couple dribbles or a, a couple of Golden State passes, they're a pass heavy team. There would be like a double switch that would you know lead to uh, the whatever Brad Stevens thinks is the most advantageous matchup. They they are just playing on a different level. And even if Cleveland were able to come back, I would have to think it's all because of LeBron. LeBron is not going to win two games against Golden State if they get to the finals. They just won't. I like I said, even though, I don't even though he's what, done it before. Just just so we're clear. Yeah, on but it. he's okay. done it. He's done it with a team that was in a better flow, that was a better overall team. And this is not that team. Was that the team without Kyrie and Kevin Love? What? What? He he was like yeah he had Kyrie in those other series. This is not this is not his moment. Like this team is just not good enough. Um, they, they don't play the have, first finals without Kyrie. No, they had Kyrie. That season they had Kyrie, or do you mean like in the finals itself? The finals. Uh, the first finals what, they didn't have Love or they, Kyrie. What year did they play the first finals against them? Was it sixteen? Was it fifteen? I should know this. I believe I'm. How about this? We'll end it on me being correct, and if we're wrong, we'll correct ourselves. No, but I don't, no, think I don't like that. Hold on, Kyrie Irving, NBA Finals injury. I'm not. I'm not going to bed without this. Kyrie okay. Irving's knee injury. You stay no. awake. I will wrap it. Um, thank you for listening. Oh, no, Thanks. you're right. 2015, they didn't have Kyrie. A fractured left kneecap. That was yes. it. Yeah, you're right. They didn't or win that Kevin finals. Love. And how many games did the Cavs win? I think Kevin Love was in that series. Whatever. Look, they're not doing it this year. When you're second, when you're... I love you're, how you dismiss when, it with a whatever. When, I'm, I'm just saying, they're not coming back in this series. Like, they, they could not beat Golden State. They just can't. There's no chance. Kyle Korver, like going into this, going into this series, they're talking about like the two man game that Kevin Love and Kyle Korver are doing is what was propelling uh, Cleveland past Toronto. When you have to use Kyle Korver as one of your two best players or one of the reasons that you're able to, to knock off the number one seed, that's a problem, Kyle. That's not how it's supposed to work. For what, for what it's worth, for just, and this is just for what it's worth, the, uh, the Cavs leading, they took the Warriors to six. They were indeed, of course, as I said, without Kyrie and Kevin Love in that series. Uh, their top five leading scorers in the, the in the series, that they won two games and were obviously LeBron James with 35. Uh, Kyrie played in one game, excuse me, one game with 23 points. Timoth, Timothy Mav, Mozgov, J.R. Smith, Tristan Thompson, Smith. Matthew Delvadova, uh Amon Shumpert, Australian James, TJ. James Jones, Kendrick Perkins, Mike Miller, and Joe Harris. This cool. was their, that was the team that they won. That was also with. before they had Kevin Durant. Fair. See, now, now there's, you're, now you're getting better at arguing. That's a good point. Thank you. That's Thanks, a good Dad. point. Rather than just saying no and being wrong. 
<laughs> no, that's not how that works. No, but seriously, like they didn't have Kevin Durant. That's, that's a fine. totally, it's a totally different thing. Now, if, if I would argue Steph Curry was better then, but okay. He might, uh, it might be entirely possible. Did you watch the game last night? The Golden State Houston game? Yeah, uh, no, but it was I know he was interesting. D'Antoni, um, no, well, D'Antoni in game two sent the dogs after Steph Curry. They attacked him uh, mercilessly in game two. That's why they won big. Um, but then last night, Steph Curry stepped up pretty big and uh he had he had an awesome game he he was a much better on-ball defender um i don't think houston has a chance in that series now if uh if they lose this next one uh it's certainly over for them but um i I don't know i i don't want boston to win because i hate them but for the for the game i want boston to uh to probably go through i can't i can't handle another lebron win that's all i got yep all right, so what's today? Monday? We'll be back Wednesday. What time? We don't know. But you listen, and we love you all for what listening. What day? We still don't know. Yeah, it's probably going to be Wednesday. Until then, there will be a new episode of Crossed Up with uh, Bob and Anthony, likely dropping Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening. Uh, there will be a new Snow the Goalie on Thursday. I think we're, we're planning on having uh, a few guests in the next couple of weeks on Snow the Goalie. One of them that we are in talks with is a huge name and will be a, uh, a must-listen. And, uh, you know, Crossing Broad FC on the weekend, and it's always soccer in Philadelphia, uh, either coming out midweek. They just had a, a big win against Real Salt Lake that, by the way, Anthony Sanfilippo was at that game. So uh, good job, Anthony. You brought the uh, Union their second straight win. And, uh, yeah, there we are. All those shows available on the Crossing Broad Podcast Network on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasts. That's beautiful. Anything else? That was it. I thought you were I thought you were rapping. No, but now we'll wrap now. Bye everybody.